0: Hi, this is Dr. Neil Shaw, and this is Masters of Beauty. Today talking with renowned stylist and owner of Lock and Loaded, Jose Sheckenberger. Before we get to the podcast, I'm going to cover some of the concepts we cover. One of the concepts we cover are different areas of the hair that patients can have recession. We talk about the crown or vertex of the head, the crown is the back portion of the head, often places where you would put a, a beanie or a yarmulke for, for patients. And that's an area where patients will have some concern. The temples are the area that is near the front of the hairline and the size of the hair that's common in male pattern baldness. We too talk about miniaturization of hair as well. And miniaturization of a hair is a phenomenon that happens most often in male pattern baldness. So for men with thinning hair, you can actually see the hairs with the use of something called a trichoscope. Trichoscope is a special instrument used to analyze hair. With these miniaturized hairs, we'll notice that these are the effect of the hairs being subverted to stress, as well as DHT, which is a downstream version of testosterone. Uh, Another thing we talk about is the difference between strip procedures and FUE procedures. So for hair transplant patients of the past, They talked about having a strip, which is a scar in the back of the head where they remove hair. The problem with this technique is that there is a scar and anytime we're talking about hair procedures, anything that limits the hairstyles rather than adds more depth to the amount of hairstyles you can have is less than an ideal procedure. FUE procedures, also called follicular unit extraction, is a type of procedure where each individual hair is removed. I myself prefer the artist version of this, and the artist is a robot um, which actually individually takes out each hair, but has a lower transection rate. That means that each hair that is coming out is coming out in a whole unit and is a viable hair. The product that we're talking about today is going to be artist's, and Artis is, in my opinion, the best way of transplanting hair. Um, I don't like the term transplanting, by the way, I like the term hair redesign, because we're taking out selective hairs from the back of the head and repositioning them in the front of the hair. The reason I'm a big fan of artists and a huge fan is because you're taking out hairs in a challenging way, which is individually taking each hair out and getting a nice, healthy, viable hair, and you're allowing patients to return to work sooner than ever before. In my opinion, I've done hair different ways, including some strip in the past, some FUE, My results, I think, were mixed with that. And my results are so much better using the Artist Robot. I'm pleased to have with me um, Jose Schneckenberger. Uh, He is the founder and CEO of Lock and Loaded. Uh, not only that, he has developed six completely original hair care formulations, which took him um, how many years to develop?
1: Uh, it took about three to four years to develop all six. Um,
0: yeah. And not just sort of developing, this is painstakingly every day spending hours to yeah. develop like labor, ideal uh, formulations. Labor of love. Not only that, he's been uh, 20 years in the hair care industry, featured in Modern Salon, American Salon, uh, Behind the Chair. Um, and, uh, he's a, he's a shy guy as far as, uh, his accolades, but he has, uh, won not only once, not twice, but three times. Um, he's been North American hairdresser of the year award, the Naha award, which is one of the most established and prestigious awards in all of America. Um, Quick correction
1: on that. We, and thank you so much. Um, the Naha was for lock and loaded as a team. So I have to give a shout out to the team for the Naha wins, but yes, it was a great accolade for us.
0: Awesome. So, uh, Pleased to have his expertise here because we're going to be talking about how we can make ourselves look the best with hair. So, um, and we're all about trying to make ourselves look the best. So we're going to um, find out what some some tips and tricks for all of us. So I'm going to start off with women um, and women coming in. And so... Uh, you know, we all evaluate a face, and I evaluate a face differently for talking about for surgery. Um, when you're looking at a face for hair, uh, what are some of the things that you're looking at, just as a general thing? Uh, when someone comes to you as a new client, sure.
1: I think with new client, um, it's it, the world's your oyster. So you have to kind of look at a few things. First thing is we assess kind of their, the, the way they carry themselves, um, what they're wearing, uh, before we even really look at face shapes or anything like that. So before they sit in the chair, we have a moment to really. Gauge as to what type of person is this. Is this a funkier person? Is this a a more conservative nine to five person? That's the one thing that we gauge right away because we kind of can get an idea of where we're going to go with their hairstyle or haircut. Uh, Second would be sitting in the once they sit in the chair, uh, we really take a look at what's going on um, in the hair uh, and also with the face shape, etc. So we're looking at previous haircuts, uh, looking at I'm sorry, the current haircut. Um, We're listening to them, seeing where they want to go. Is it achievable? Um, and kind of quantifying and taking all those things in and seeing what would be ideal for that uh, client.
0: Uh, Do you find, like in plastic surgery, I think in general, we all want to be something sometimes we're not. Like if someone has like blonde hair, maybe they want darker hair. If they have curly hair, they want straight hair. Uh, Do you find that in plastic surgery, for example, if someone has uh, a smaller nose, they want a bigger nose. If they want a bigger nose, they want a smaller nose. Um, Do you note that um, some patients will come in and say they want the exact opposite of what they
1: have and you have to kind of make sure it matches their face? Sure, absolutely. I think that's probably the biggest thing. If you look at Uh, And very similar to your industry um, is that most people come in with pictures and a lot of those pictures tend to be unrealistic um, because most of those people in those pictures are either Photoshopped. And a lot of times they'll come in with pictures of, uh, you know, even the family that I'm not really fond of, but the Kardashians. And they don't realize that most of the women in that in that family have wigs. It's not even a haircut. So they're like, I want to have my they have a level one black hair and they want level 10 blonde well, that person doesn't have level 10 blonde. It's a wig that's blonde. So they, they think that they can get from that level of 10 and go the complete opposite end of the spectrum one in one sitting. It's just uh, unrealistic and unachievable, and we have to educate them with that and try to find a median and something that can make them happy and, and let them know what is achievable. So, so a common issue that kind of comes up with um, with women
0: is this long forehead. And as we get older, the forehead becomes a little bit more prominent. Um as a hairstylist, um, what what do you think um, are ways a woman comes in with
1: that that dilemma? Some styles and things sure. they can do. Sure, uh, you know, it depends. Uh, you know, I I think a lot of it is somewhat preference. I know everybody has different beauty standards. A semi long forehead, we I tend to like. Um, when it tends to get a little bit creeping back from the side profile and you can see it, um, then bangs becomes a big conversation, and it's it's something more that the client is is u- usually. Um, Uh, really sensitive about because they see it every day and it's something that's bothering them. So the main way to combat anything that you, I guess, you dislike is generally by hiding it. Um, So we generally talk about going with a bang. Now, when you go with a bang, there's many different options from a natural sweep uh, to a really hard bang um, that just sits there on the forehead. So we discuss what those options are. But the best way to combat that would definitely be covering it with some sort of uh, fringe or bang. Um, and then a common
0: issue that happens with patients not just with the longer forehead is sometimes you'll see thinning hair especially in women mm-hmm. um, this is probably a huge research thing of, so what what's out
1: there what can they do with thin hair to kind of and that's such a broad question sure uh, with with cutting it um, a lot of it's there's a lot of tricks with women women's hair the beauty of women's hair is that you can hide a lot because they have a lot of length uh, now if it's thin it can just lay limp Um so the main thing about uh, women's hair and hair in general even men's hair is that the enemy of of volume is weight so what we do is we take techniques to texturize the hair and some people say it's thinning the hair but ultimately you're not thinning hair thin or fine hair needs texture because those shorter hairs that are brought in with texture will support the longer hairs and give it more volume so we need to create volume in thinning hair and you do that with texturizing and you have to do it in the right places so um it's a very it's um it's a technique that not many people know how to do properly so a lot of times they tend to mess it up and you hear them say oh i don't want anybody to bring those thinning shears near my hair it ruined it but if you find the right person they'll texturize in the right place so they can make a world of difference and change the fabric of your hair and make it look and feel f- thicker
0: oh wow yeah fascinating um and so um so it's actually giving support to the hair by this that's an awesome concept sure Another issue that kind of comes up in uh, patients um, is face shape. Uh, so sometimes you'll see patients with more of a rounder face kind of coming in. Any suggestions to kind of um, help uh, their face? And w- what are
1: you trying to do when, the, when you see that rounder face? Sure. I think like even, you know, I think the, the basic ideals when you look into like beauty is that the ideal women's shape shape of face is oval. Now that's just depends on the person what they think. But most people strive for that shape. Um, if someone's coming in with a round shape, we try to create more ovalness Um, you might not get it totally oval but you try to create that ovalness shape and the one way to do it is um, if you have a round face you don't want to add more width because you already have width so Shorter hairstyles that sit along the jawline or the cheekbone area will tend to make the hair wide, uh, make the face look wider. So we want to create elongation. So you're going to try to do layers and get longer hair over, maybe pay it past the shoulders, so that you can stretch that face out a little bit longer, give the the illusion of a more uh, a more length in the face and less roundness. Um, that's probably to combat the the the, this, the overly round uh, face. How about the converse of that, the, the thin face? Um, well, you do, yeah, you do the, the opposite, huh. exact opposite. You would add width to the, face, to the face by doing shorter haircuts that sit somewhere along the jawbone um, to add width. If you go long, you're just, you're just adding to the problem and elongating. You kind of give the greyhound effect. Uh, so you don't want to do that.
0: Um, and then how about, can you actually influence a woman's neck? So if you have someone with a, a shorter neck or longer neck,
1: um how does length of hair or hairstyle kind of play to play a role there? Absolutely. I mean that's similar to face shapes um when you're when you're dealing with hair if someone's got a longer neck um that's generally uh it, you know if it's not too long generally we like to to expose a nice neckline. So if we want to expose a nice neckline and not elongate it either uh we'd go with a shorter haircut so that you can expose it. If someone's got a really uh, short neck um we don't necessarily want to expose it. We, again, want to elongate it. So we kind of want to have longer hair, layers again, um, because if you cut it real short, it's gonna be a f- main focal point. Um, and that might bother the uh, client and might be one of the things that they don't like. Um, but yeah, you kind of have to kind of find that, that happy place because a lot of times they don't want a short haircut. Um, they're a woman, they want long, beautiful hair. So you kind of find that happy place for, for those people to, to do both, make them happy but also Take away, find a way to improve something they don't like. And I, th- I think that's just kind of that point of
0: fascinating um, that how your uh, interpretation, how you can change things really makes a big impact. A lot of our patients, when we um, send them to um, amazing stylists like yourself, they really make it such an impact on, their, on patients' lives because now if they can see their neck now and they have less fullness in their neck, now we want to show that off. The hairstyle actually has to change as the face changes. Sure. Otherwise, um, you know, sometimes they may not see the rewards of what they've done.
1: No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think it's, you know, a lot of people don't give hairstylists a lot of, you know, um, uh, the dues that they deserve. You know, a lot of people think they just cut hair, and it's something that doesn't take a lot of thought or practice. If To get to find a real great hairdresser, a real great hairdresser can change somebody's life and in the way they feel and, and look. It, it, it have such an impact in a matter of hours. Um, you just need to find that right person who understands hair, uh, understands face shapes, understands um, balance, all those things. And at the end of the day, somebody who you want to sit, who you want to sit in their chair, they'll they'll really be able to guide you into the right direction.
0: Um, and it's interesting that when people talk about surgeons um, in the U.S., um, you know, we, we call them doctor, but in sure. the U.K., they actually call surgeons Mister. Wow. And okay. The reason they do, do that. that is because um, The lineage of surgeons actually comes from barbers. Okay. And that red and white pole is actually I know that portion, yeah. Yeah, so it's actually, in in the UK, they actually call surgeons mister. Okay. So it's actually an honor to be called mister. It's actually offensive to call a surgeon doctor. Really? So it's one of those, um, the
1: lineage. So it's kind of that same lineage of uh, barbers. Sure. And surgeons kind of went together. Yeah. And I know some of the conversations that we've had in the past, there's a lot, you know, of of course you guys have gone went to school much longer than we Mm -hmm. did and you went to med school and I couldn't even imagine doing that. Um, but you know, there's a lot of similarities to what we do in regards to like the daily interactions and the, the, the big before and afters and how you can affect somebody, um, with just a few little snips here and a few little snips there. It's a huge, uh, confidence booster. Um, and it also could go awry and go a different direction if you're not with somebody who is capable or has the expertise. Absolutely. and uh, that's something' you need to buy or beware. Um, you know, so um, yeah, it's a beautiful industry to make people feel better. It's a lot it's definitely uh, rewarding.
0: Absolutely. So now we're now going to go to men.
1: And uh, specialty, yeah.
0: Yes. And, and men have all sorts of issues, all sorts, yeah. They do,
1: and, and so we're, but we're they're the most loyal of any client, we love them.
0: Okay, so uh, and I have a lot of these issues too. So, <laughs> um, so we're going to start off with different things. So, the uh, the men with we'll, we'll go right to it, men with receding hair, we're going to start off with temples. So... A guy comes in, I've done this myself, I've come in and said, I want an undercut, you, sure. have, you have no temples, <laughs> Sure. it's uh, all gone. Um, so
1: so what do you do with the receding uh, temple first? We'll talk about that. So patients' temples are going back. Um, sure, um, you know, that's a big thing. I actually just, we just came out with a new product recently, we were testing it, and um, one of my, our, our team was talking about recession areas, and he was saying that, not only one, but there was several that said about more than 50% of their male clientele has some sort of recession issues. Not necessarily that they're going; they're totally bald, but they're receding. They're getting older. It's not getting better by any means. So that was one of the main things that we needed to combat. And there's a few things you can do with a haircut. First and foremost, growing it long generally exagger- exaggerates the problem and makes it look worse because the fine hairs kind of sit over it and starts to look like a comb over. Um, uh, one of the best ways is there, there's several shapes to haircuts, but the two main shapes are a square hair, haircut and a round haircut in your layering. If you do a round shape, the round shape will layer and fill in that, those sparse areas in the corners or in the recession area. If you do a square shape, which is a longer shape, it'll fall over it, flop over it real heavy, and become very obvious. Um, so generally, when somebody has a recessionary, we, we try to tactfully, um, uh, tactfully uh, let them know that they have that, that uh, area, and we try to improve it. And when you bring value and you do improve it, they love it because they're like, oh, man, it feels so much more confident. It feels fuller, it feels thicker. And we generally say, let's take it shorter. It doesn't have to be – we don't want to buzz it, but we want to take it shorter in different areas. And like I said before uh, about women's hair, texturizing is crucial with thin hair. And a lot of people think, don't thin my hair, it's already thin. We're not thinning it. We're going in and texturizing. We're debulking the area so that your thin hair has volume and can have support. So that's a huge thing with te- uh, with thinner hair. Texture is really important. And so, aside from
0: the thinning temple, sometimes you see men with the uh, the ball spot in the back of the head. Sure. Um, again, again, what's the best way to cover that? Are you going long hair? Are you going short hair? What's uh, the hairstyle you're going to recommend for
1: so, that? So, yeah, you, you know this, and I guess uh, people who listen to just think about it. It's all when it starts getting to that type of issue where you're dealing with hair that's thinner in the crown. Um, you're dealing with lightness and darkness. Mm-hmm. So you want the areas around it to be lighter so that the contrast isn't so different. So if I'm thin in the crown, I'm experiencing this now too. I'm getting thinner in the crown. I've been uh, complaining about this with Dr. Shaw and somehow hope, hope I can fix it. But you, what I do is back in the day, I would probably do a, a you know long, longer length in the back and sides um, and do a lower fade. Now I take my fades higher and tighter. If I take the length shorter and higher, it looks like a smoother transition into the thinning areas versus keeping it dark around the crown. So you don't want to, you want to take those dark areas around the crown and take them shorter and texturize them and lighten them cuz now you're just playing with lightness and darkness. We want to make it we don't want to make it bald, but we want to get it a lot more lighter so that the contrast isn't too much different. That's the main thing from cutting. Outside of that, you you have you have to look at different options. Um, if it's not surgical, we we suggest them using some sort of topical uh, you know, um, powder or something like that to fill in those areas to help them. And sometimes they'll use it on a daily basis or maybe just for a special occasion. How about hair care styles um, and yeah. hair care products? Um, so, as far as
0: hair care products um, for thin hair, yeah. um, uh, any of your products, you say, someone comes
1: in and say, here's what you should do with your hair. Let's sure. just kind of make some volume. Yeah. Um, so, two things um, with any hair care line, not in a specific necessarily ours, I do have my favorites and I'll let you know what those are. But with any hair care, uh, especially somebody somebody's got a little bit more length, if your hair is fine, um, you need volume. So um, guys are learning about this more. You need a prep product. So something like a gel or a mousse blow-dried into the hair is going to automatically make your hair look fuller. It's just that's what it does. It's the, that's what the purpose of a preparation product is. So doing that will make it feel, feel fuller, give it a little bit of a foundation, and then throwing a secondary product on there. That would be the quote-unquote styling product. Um, when you're gonna get into a styling product or if you just wanna use a styling product, you don't wanna whip out the blow dryer, you don't have length for the blow dryer, you, uh, they always, the saying is, if the hair is fine, stay away from shine. Shine products will make your hair look thinner. Um, it separates hair too much. Um, with finer hair, a lot of times the shine products break down throughout the day and, and just fall apart and make your hair look like, kind of like that wet, um, like, like some sort of wet rodent look. It doesn't look great. Uh, so you wanna go with a matte product that's got um, texturizing attributes to it. I know in our line, we have a product that's our best seller, it's called Grit Transforming Cream. Um, it's a light, uh, it's a light f- a paste, it's, it's kind of airy, and then you emulsify, and once you put in the dry hair, it adds a ton of texture, and it gives the appearance and feeling of thicker, fuller hair. Um, but you can go overboard, so you have to just be careful, but it creates that nice matte finish with all they hold, and it really, from somebody, even for me, that experiences some thinning, um, I feel more confident with a product like that because it feels fuller, it feels thicker, um, and I still am able to style it. Um, and guys still want to be able to style their hair if they have some left. So, um.
0: and, and that's an amazing
1: product. Um, um,
0: I've been lucky enough to to use that product when my hair is looking good. I'm using the product when I'm not. I've run out. <laughs>
1: and uh, <laughs> I, I owe get, you some. I got to get <laughs> you some more. Uh,
0: it's an amazing product because. It has, there's no other product that has that same texture to it, which is, it's kind of, most of the products you feel on the market either feel like it's, um, you know, very, uh, either too dry or too um, uh, liquidy, and that has, like, that perfect uh, texture where it's just kind of, it's it's fluffy enough, but still firm enough, and it it actually feels amazing in the hair, and um, it's surprisingly super powerful, like, all day I'm running around and um, seeing patients and... Um, on my good hair days, um,
1: when I'm getting compliments, I know I have, sure. I have, I have not run out. Uh, thanks. <laughs> I yeah. It's a unique product that, you know, we, we it took us three years to make that one. And, uh, it was really unique and excited to say that we're coming out with a grit light, which is a version that will be specifically for fine and thinning hair gentlemen, because it is such a, like I said, a majority, all our testers say at least 50% of their male clientele have some sort of thinning hair issue.
0: Um, the other thing a lot of, uh, men want is kind of more of that, um, sometimes angular face, that's that stronger face. Um, uh, if someone comes in with, say a round face, um, is that possible to achieve that in a haircut or do you have to kind of guide them into a, a different direction?
1: Um, you know there's only so much you can change, but ultimately we can we can assist. Um, especially I think with the biggest problem that guys t- tend to do is that yeah, they don't know shapes of hair shapes and a lot of them shouldn't they, they need to seek a professional and that professional should be able to have the answers for them. Um, the ideal hair shape for any guy is generally square because the square shape is the leanest shape. So if somebody's got a round face, like the women too, we don't want this to grow out the sides too much. We want to really bring them in really high and tight and lean that out so that it doesn't add too much uh, roundness or width to the face. So, um, and then also elongate it, keeping some length on top will automatically elongate it, make it feel a little bit longer and leaner. Um, and that's what we that's what we ideally i try to do with almost all my male clients is, is, is do that
0: um sometimes men will have uh, and women as well but men especially with prominent ears mm-hmm. uh, and they're kind of coming in talking about potentially um do you ever broach that with
1: with clients and then do you, how do you how do you hide that you know again uh there's only one way to hide that and that's cover it um, growing your hair out longer Um, and it's not necessarily long long what we might do is instead of doing a clipper cut we would do a scissor over comb cut where we'd leave some texture and pieciness around the ear um, but still keep it nice and clean and short and maybe even do a gentleman's cut where we take it short but we just it would be long enough to comb around the ear um, that would be feathered and just distract a little bit from the ears because yeah if you take it down to a skin fade um, it's going to become your ears will become very evident immediately, whether small or big, and if they're big, they they will be cl- clearly um, a focal point.
0: Cool. Um, do Do many of your men come to you for um, facial hair styling um, as well and uh, to, to kind of um, integrate that with the hair? And is there a way if, if beards have become popular and sure. stubbles become popular? is the sideburn supposed to be different than the beard or is it supposed to go together? And what's your, and what should men have sideburns now or what's your take on that?
1: Yeah, there's so many different ways of doing it, but if you have a beard, there should be a transition and that sideburn is the transition zone. So basically a transition zone is gonna basically start from right at the hub of the ear where the ear connects to the head and works down into right below the cheekbone. Um, So you really need to find someone who can do a nice transition from short going into the longer beard. Uh, and you have to do it right because if you go too low, then your beard starts too low, looks silly. And if you go too high, it doesn't look like it's transitioned; it just looks like a beard's growing out of the, your hair. Um, so beards have become really popular. I myself am not a huge fan of the, the crazy longer beard. I think only rock stars should rock that look. And uh, um, but it's prevalent. I thought it was going to go away. It's not. It's kind of coming back. It's like a seasonal thing. <laughs> We're stuck with it for a while, um, and it helps a lot for me. Uh, I think it, there's two different guys like. Me, myself, I feel like I have a, a more structured, skinnier face. Me, a beard looks horrible. But some guys that I know that don't have necessarily any type of shadowing in the face or uh, uh, cheekbones or a stronger jawbone, the beards give them the illusion of that because the dark, darkness kind of gives an appearance of um, some sort of transition from the cheekbone down to the lip. Um, and it looks great on them. And then when they shave, they, I can see why they don't want to shave it because sometimes it looks better with a beard. Um, and also in the goatee area, if you're doing a goatee, um, that's a great that's, that's great to do for somebody who might have a weaker recession area in the chin. Um, if you add a little bit of length, uh, length to it, it's just going to add length to your chin, uh, too, from the profile. Um, and it could look really sharp. And guys spend tons of time on their facial hair, almost more than their hair. Um, we'll, have, we'll have people come in every three days to do some sort of shape-up or clean-up on their beard. And then they'll come every two weeks for the haircut. So, um, and so, so we mentioned, uh, grit, which is one of my, uh, favorite, uh, skincare, um, sorry,
0: hair, hair care products. Um, where would our viewers and listeners, um, find
1: this product? Uh, yeah, you can find it a few places. You can either, the easiest way would to, to go online and go to our website, which is www.lnlhair.com and it's L as in Larry, N is in Nancy, L as in Larry, H-A-I-R.com. Um, we have all our products up there with descriptions and then we also have, um, Distributors throughout Illinois, Wisconsin, Minnesota, uh, Denver, Arizona, and St. Louis, and they are uh, our products are available at professional salons there. So you can just find us. You even if you go to our website, we have a salon locator that will help you. If it, if we're not in your backyard, um, and if if we're not if we don't have anybody there, we can ship to you as well. Awesome. So uh, and your Instagram handle is Lock and Loaded
0: Hair. Yep. Um, amazing. Thanks so much for all the tips and hopefully our listeners will, uh, will look their best, but they should definitely get, uh, see a stylist, uh, who, who knows what they're doing, which yeah. is, uh, um, and, uh, that really, uh, makes a big difference
1: and, uh, awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for, for having me. I really appreciate uh, your time and, uh, always love talking about these things. So awesome. Thanks, Dr. Shaw.